Today was proof you never know where a show's going to end up. We started talking about dumpster diving, and we got so many calls and texts about it. It was so fun. We also talked to somebody who's going to go ice fishing for the very first time. That was a lot of fun. And can haircuts be a tax write-off? You'll hear it all right now on the podcast. With Kelly Jordan. Ice fishing for the first time. That is what we have up today. And why should we talk to you on Monday? Cassandra is on the phone with us right now. Cassandra, what's going on? Why should we talk to you on Monday? Hi. Well, just to make sure that I survived, I'm going <laughs> ice fishing for the first time this weekend. You're ice fishing for the first time? Now, what brought this on? Uh, what else? A man. Okay. My boyfriend. So your boyfriend's really so, into, your boyfriend's really into ice fishing. Oh yeah, I mean his whole family. It's like winter activities in general. They're all for it. Okay, I love families like that. I wish my family was like that. So now, why is it that you've never been ice fishing before? Well, I haven't lived in this area that long. Okay, I'm, I'm originally from Nevada, and oh. even though we have mountains and all that good stuff. We don't do this. We don't. We get wind. We get some snow in parts of the state, but it's not this. Right. Certainly not where I was living. So, are you like just going out for the day, or are you like going out to spend the night on the ice? Oh yeah, we're gonna be sleeping out there, and the, the thought of sleeping on ice to me just sounds like <laughs> a, a death threat. I, I don't. I don't know. It sounds like something a mobster would say to me. <laughs> You're sleeping on ice. Yes. Here's the thing. I was born and raised in Minnesota, and I still have never spent the night on the ice. It absolutely terrifies me. So you're not alone in that. There you go. So, okay. so, so he must have like a nice like fish house out on the out on the ice somewhere. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's gonna we're gonna have a whole setup. We're taking we're taking his parents' camper out. So okay. everything is supposed to be okay. And is it just you two? Yeah. Okay. Wow, I, I applaud you for that. I don't know if any of my Texas family would ever do something like this. They would be terrified of it. So what is your biggest fear? I guess that's a stupid question, probably going through the ice. Uh, yeah, that's popping the charts right now. Are there other things I should be scared of? I don't know. I don't, I've never been out. I don't know. I will tell you this. So uh, Brian Riley, who is usually in here helping me out and you know helping with the show and stuff, he goes ice fishing all the time, all the time, like every day. If he has a free half hour, he's out ice fishing, and he has not fallen through the ice yet this year. Good, that's that's good to know. That's right, reassuring. Now he's only out there in a little tent. He's not out there in a big old camper, but and I don't want to scare yeah. you even more. <sighs> it's already crossed my mind. I'm already. I'm always like, well, how much weight <laughs> is on this water? How much can this ice support? It's it's trust me, it's already all gone through my mind. So, do, do you like to fish though? Like in the summertime, do you like going fishing? Uh, well, I have done, but I'm usually a big one for letting them go. Okay. If I catch anything, or I'll just I'll just cast a lure and leave the hook empty mm-hmm. in the hopes that I don't catch anything. <laughs> I like I like being on the water. I like being outside, but and I'll eat the fish that we catch okay and and so at least you're no stranger to at least fishing then no no i'm familiar with the fishing concept it's just voluntarily going onto a frozen body of water cutting into that frozen body of water and, and 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 voluntarily sitting on that frozen 
and, yeah. and, and sleeping on that frozen body of water. That's, that's what's got me anxious. I totally understand. You are, I, I, again, as a born and raised Minnesotan, I totally understand that 100%. I did always think it would be cozy, though, to, like, have a nice, like, heated fish house out on the lake. And, you know, you can watch TV in there. It's nice and warm. Now, now, don't worry. the 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 heated fish house will not melt through the ice or anything like that. That I do know. Uh huh. Okay. Well, again, I I just have a lot of faith that the ice is real, real thick. And everybody who does this, obviously, they haven't known anyone who's met their maker right. by doing this. Well, mm-hmm. Cassandra, I look forward to talking to you on Monday. I, I so wish that Brian Riley was in here with me right now because he is an ice fisher extraordinaire. He could probably calm your fears. All I can do is sit beside you and say, yeah, I'm scared too. <laughs> so, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a little empathy. That's okay. So I will call you the same time on Monday, and we'll find out how did it go ice fishing for the first time, okay? Okay. Small Town Salute. I want to say good morning to everybody listening in Bram, Minnesota, population 1,700. And Bram is a basketball town with the boys' basketball team, the Bombers, winning three straight Class AA state championships back in 2004 through 2006. And the girls' basketball team won the 2011 Class AA state championship. The boys won another state title in 2016. That's a lot of hoops for a town that only covers 1.6 square miles, but that's why Bram, Minnesota, you get today's small town. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. What is the best thing you ever got dumpster diving? Okay, I don't like calling it dumpster diving because I've never actually dove into a dumpster. But if someone puts something out on the curb and it could be considered trash and they write free on it, I've been known to take it. And yesterday I got one of the best things ever. I want to know what is the best thing you ever got dumpster diving. We're just going to call it that because it's easier. What, what, what is it? Re, re-gift? Not, not re-gifting. Reusing? I don't know. Recycling. Reducing. Yeah, there, it <laughs> there it is. So in my neighborhood, for some reason, a lot, and, and we're, nowhere where I've lived has there ever been so much stuff that just gets put out on the curb. Yeah. That works. Dude, I got a Nordic track elliptical off the curb. My, one of my best friends. Yes. He does, I swear he could do this for a living. Yeah. He, call, he calls me up one day. He goes, hey, do you need a weed whacker? I'm like, no, dude, I don't need a weed whacker. He goes, well, my neighbor put out for free he got an electric weed whacker like the yeah. really expensive one plus three batteries and then Jeez. he got he got a lawnmower with it all for free Dang. and his neighbor it was like wait his neighbor's just for free he goes yeah i'm about to sell it and make some money and he, he made like 1500 bucks or something like that oh you absolutely could but i think being a homeowner i'm the same way though like if i if i get something new i just want to get rid of the old one i don't want to sell it right. i don't want because i'll either take it to goodwill or i'll put it out on the curb or whatever but so yesterday i was taking my dog on a very short walk just because i could tell he was he hasn't walked in forever because it's yeah. been so cold and yesterday was a little bit warmer so i took him out for a walk and i'm coming around the corner now my neighborhood is weird because you have my neighborhood and then a mile not even a mile from my house you have these seven hundred thousand dollar houses like so you got my ghetto house and then (laughs) the beautiful land over there yeah but (laughs) so i'm walking around the corner and i like to go to the nice neighborhood because i like to manifest these houses in my life right might as well and i'm coming around the corner and i'm probably three quarters of a mile from my house and hello (laughs) on the curb a gigantic craftsman like shop vac really with a sign on it that says bought new one everything works on this one all attachments included so i open it up look inside sure enough there's the brush attachment there's the narrow attachment everything is in there and i'm like okay i'm three quarters of a mile from my house do i want to be walking my dog and then dragging the shop vac behind me i absolutely yeah, 100% you did 100% <laughs> 
I could just picture you, the dog in one hand and the shop vac wheeling on the other, just <laughs> casually going down the road. It was it was scaring my dog because it was so loud. So he kept looking back like, is that thing coming for me? But, dude, I got home, plugged that thing in. It's It, it sucks. It's got the suction of a brand new oh, shop Oh, it, it literally sucks. Yeah. I, I got <laughs> I cleaned the I cleaned the filter on it and everything yeah. on the inside. Dude, I, I used it in the garage to, like, get up some, like, leaves that have blown in there. Yeah. It was just like... <laughs> like, it was, dry, it was pulling them from across the room into the shop vac. You pulling a shop vac down the road, trashy, <laughs> but getting a nice tra- uh, shop vac, classy. This, this could be trashy or classy. 100% could be trashy or classy. <laughs> oh, my God. Look who's sitting on hold right now. Someone got their wedding tux out of a dumpster. Holy cow. All right, we definitely got to talk to this person. All right, coming up next, best thing you ever got dumpster diving. Kelly Jordan. So your friend got his wedding tux out of a dumpster? A friend of mine was who is, I'll just say, very careful with his his money, <laughs> uh, was getting ready to get married, and he uh, was walking by a dumpster and saw what he thought was a tuxedo. Oh, no. So he jumped in to see what it was, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what well, was it a tuxedo? He found, like, a vest from a tuxedo. He's like, this is pretty cool. So he took it, and he actually wore it at his wedding. No! <laughs> his wife was like, what, what is that? He's like, I found it. Isn't it nice? Oh, my like, God. Uh, and she kind of smelled it. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a bold move to go to your wedding in a tuxedo that you got out of the trash. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the most special day of your life, and you're going to wear somebody else's garbage. I don't know what that. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of something like my grandpa would do or something. Man, thank you for the call. That was awesome. All right. What did you, your father was a dumpster diver? Uh, yeah, my father and me. Oh, I used to work for, um, I used to clean for a big type factory company okay. and everybody in the office would always get something brand new, even if something wasn't even worn out. Okay, so was it all, like, office stuff that you got, or, like, what kind of stuff were you getting out of the dumpster? Uh, I found uh, a really expensive Yeti thermos. Um, it was literally just dented. That's all it was. Um, come to find out, it was a $150 thermos. Whoa. Um, a brand-new filing, well, it looked brand-new filing cabinet. It was a three-section filing cabinet. Um, looked that up, and that was probably $400 brand-new. Um, well, what kind of stuff did your dad get? Because clearly you were getting some valuable stuff. Was he? My dad's gone dumpster diving, and he had found an old accordion <laughs> and passed it down to me. And I'm not going to tell you how much that one's worth because I don't need somebody raiding my garage. Wow. I mean, my mom thought he was dumb for doing it, but I have treasures that I found from my dad after he passed away that she does not know about that I've had appraised. And I know the worth of them and the value of them. And my mom thought it was dumb. Wow, that's incredible. Kelly Jordan, hello. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. You know, you're talking about this dumpster diving thing. Yes, which I, I don't like the negative stigma that comes with the term dumpster diving. But, but oh we all God, know what we're talking like about. Fantastic. I want to say this was back in like 1990. Seven ninety eight because my sons were like really really little, but okay. I had a Dodge Grand Caravan. Okay, we're coming down twenty three. Me and a girlfriend from Rockville to Cold Spring. There's those storage units on the right hand side coming yeah. out of Rockville, going towards Cold Spring. Okay, 
there was a dumpster sitting in the middle of this parking lot, and it was heaping full. So we turned around and went back. Here they were cleaning out somebody's storage unit that they didn't pay for. And we asked the guy, what the hell are you going to do with this stuff? And he says, well, it's going to Kramer's. We were like, seriously, can we take this stuff? And they were like, yep, you can do whatever, but you better hurry because, I mean, it was going to rain like in about 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. So me and my girlfriend, you talked about redneck yeehaw, <laughs> jumped inside this dumpster, and there was a couch in there, a love seat, boxes of movies, and I mean, yes, it wasn't the iconic dumpster diving, but right. we literally heaped over the edge of this dumpster. We threw this couch out, the love seat out. I flipped my seats down in my Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> we loaded up this couch. Kitty wampus this love seat up on top of it and then pushed everything in, door open, drove back to Cold Spring, unloaded this stuff in my garage, went back. We wound up with like, I want to say it was 300 and some DVDs. We counted them. Dang. And then we rotated movies between like a whole group of us girls for like years. Wow. And it was like damn near a whole home furnishing, but whoever owned this storage unit i felt so bad for but they were going to haul this thing away and what was really funny was the last load that we took we were coming out of that road and here come the tk kramer truck oh dang this dumpster (laughs) you know uh brian riley you remember i said i didn't want to do trashy or classy today because i don't want to it's a fun bit i don't want to burn it out yeah somehow this turned into trashy or classy It's it's both. It was like, you know, and I had that couch and that recliner for, I bet you, oh, man, eight, nine years. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a deal. I mean, oh, heck, yeah. We started talking about dumpster diving, and literally the phone is ringing off the hook with people uh, calling in, telling stories about them going dumpster diving. I'm going to read some of these texts here. I'm going to pre-read them so that I can uh, not fumble all over my words while I talk to them. But we got three people sitting on hold when I talk about dumpster diving. <laughs> what did we call What did someone say? We'd call it roadside treasure. Yeah, Stacy said my dad calls it road treasures, not dumpster diving. That sounds much better. What's up? So my grandpa, he's a big, huge dumpster diver. Okay. And he used to work at AMPI in Painesville before he retired. My grandma swears every day he would come back with something new. <laughs> something. Uh, Either a pair of shoes, boots, whatever. Maybe a tire for a, a car of some sort. They knew how to be thrifty back then, you know? Like, they didn't care if it was new. They just cared if it worked. Thrifty before thrift stores. Yeah. Sometimes he found uh, dolls, doll heads, and whatever. On our fence, we have three dolls nailed to our fence. Okay, that's not uh, creepy at all. Well, he would just find random stuff and somehow use it. Wow, that's crazy, man. Hey, thank you so much for the call. Yep. Kelly Jordan, hello. Calling about your dumpster diving story. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? I go, me and my sister dumpster diving down by campus. Okay. You wouldn't believe the crap that some of those kids throw away. What's that, Brian? Honestly, I'm all in on that. When I used to live down in Winona, we would go and wait till the end of the school year because kids would just throw away couches that were like brand new. Oh, dang. They didn't want to move it back home. They had nowhere to put it. So you just wait until the end of the school year where kids were moving out. You get brand new furniture that way. What's the best treasure you ever got? We went that day. My sister and I, we split and we walked away with like three laptops and threw away. Uh, Seriously? Nintendo, like like the- working laptops? 
There was nothing wrong with them. They had working laptops with the cords attached to them. Wow. Man, those must be some rich kids to just throw a <laughs> laptop away. I've been using the same one for like nine years. Yeah, I have to keep mine plugged in. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah. Mine's like an MS-DOS. <laughs> that's, a, that's a throwback right there. Wow. that's in, So did you sell this stuff or did you keep it? Kept one. Wow, that's nuts. Thank you so much for the call this morning. Kelly Jordan, hello. Hey, are hey. you still doing the dumpster diving? Heck yeah. Dumpster what? diving, trashy or classy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so I have a really, it's almost like creepy story. Okay. Rather oh, gosh. than like the coolest thing. So my grandfather used to own a garbage business. And um, with that, he also was a garbage man. And they would pick up the garbage from like big retail stores like Walmart or Target and things like that. Um, so he was always coming home with things that they thrown out that maybe I don't know. They I don't know why they threw them out, but like decent items. Right. But one time there was a baby doll that he brought home, and you know I was a little kid at the time, and so it that was exciting. However, it was one that like talked and make you know like made noises like the crying and stuff. Yeah. And you could press it a couple times and, you know, do the normal crying noises. And then all of a sudden it would just, in like a creepy voice, it would go, Islam is the light. And it was the creepiest Wait, it would say thing what? ever. It would say what? It, it would say Islam is the light in like a really <laughs> creepy Islam voice. Islam is the light? Yes, in like a child baby doll. Oh and my it was God. so creepy. <laughs> and so obviously that's I mean, why they toss all these dolls out, but... It was the weirdest thing and creepiest thing that I feel like sticks out in my memory that he had brought home. What a bizarre thing. Like, was that a joke or what? I don't get that. I don't know. I have no clue. And it was, I feel like it was like a baby doll from a typical name brand, too. It wasn't like an off brand or something like that. So it was really creepy. Oh, man, that is creepy. <laughs> so, how, like, so how many times did you let it say that before you finally threw it out? Um, well, I did it a couple times, and then I showed my grandma, and she took it away from me right away. I was like, nope. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank goodness she got to you before you converted. <laughs> it was so creepy. Thank you so much for that phone call. Man, this is nuts. Christina texting in says, the best thing my ex ever got from the trash was our kitchen table in 1998. Solid oak, still in use to this day. That's insane. I I know. I I my like I get made fun of because of grabbing stuff off the curb all the time, but I'm like like we our our uh, patio furniture I got off the curb. Like a nice patio table with an umbrella. You know what's funny is like hearing that last story, there's yeah. social media accounts that make tons of money showing them dumpster diving. Like there's people that will go to stores right. and look in their dumpsters and then be like, oh, great, look at all this stuff. They'll grab it and then they'll sell it online. That's it's incredible. The, the good thing that, to know is that I'm not alone, though. I always felt so <laughs> alone in this, and judging by the text and the calls, I am not alone. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. If I were to say that, you would probably think that they were beating someone with a stick of bamboo, right? That would be the idea, yeah. No, that's not what I'm talking about. So bamboo is the fast, one of the fastest fastest growing plants on the planet Earth. As a matter of fact, some species of bamboo can grow 35 inches per day. Jeez. Yeah, isn't that insane? 35 so they're growing almost 3 feet per day. So that's about a hundred, that's about 1.5 inches per hour. Mm-hmm. They used to use this as a torture device back in the day. Now we're going back this is the second one from China, but this in China they would use it as a torture device. Okay. How they would do that is they would tie someone to the ground 
over a over a like a few bamboo uh, plants. Okay, there would be like maybe three, four, five bamboo plants underneath you, and it would essentially grow at the rate of thirty-five inches per day while you're laying strapped down on the top of it. So it would at some point pierce your body and slowly oh. grow through your body, and that was how they tortured people. Oh, to get that's messed up. I mean, what a slow. Agonizing, painful death. What crazy person was like? You know what we're gonna do today? Well, it does. I mean, really, if you think about it, it it's not that far of a leap. If you think about, it, if you know, if your if your mind is already in the torture mindset, yeah, but that's what I mean is that there's somebody out there that thought, you know what we're gonna do today? We're right. gonna put them on top of bamboo and just let that and thing slowly rip. kill them. Because isn't bamboo one of the strongest? It's yeah. Because it's grass. It's not actually like a tree or Right. Anything. And they use it, like, they would use it for, like, piping. Like, they would ream mm-hmm. it out and use it to carry water. I mean, it's an amazing plant. Yeah. But this is insane. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just, if you're like, all right, we need new ways to torture people. You know, you're in the board meeting. Has anyone thought bamboo? <laughs> I'd like to bring bamboo to the table, please. I'm, bamboo is crazy because when I played baseball, yeah. there was bamboo baseball bats. Right. And they, at one point they were talking about getting rid of a good chunk of it because the ball would still come off really hard. Okay. Switching to bamboo because it was grass and it just kind of splintered instead of shattered oh, okay. and made big marks. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean, like, I like there's bamboo flooring. Yeah. You know, and I think they can even, like, turn bamboo into, like, uh, material, like, to make, like, clothes out of it, I think. Why are we not using bamboo for everything now? I don't know. It's almost as, it's almost as good as hemp. <laughs> it's damn near as good as hemp. I don't know what happens if you smoke it, but... What? Only one way to find yeah, out. Yeah, let's get some bamboo in here. But I, I cannot think of a worse way to die than laying on top of the ground oh. and bamboo is growing through your body. And they cut it at, like, an oh, angle or something God. like that? And it's just like, like a slow stabbing. Oh, I would be like, "What do you want to know?" Yeah, I'll tell you every single secret I know. Imagine, like, we're gonna lay you on top of bamboo. You're like, "Okay," and yeah. then all of a sudden, you feel it just slowly <laughs> growing. Oh no! Holy thank you. moly! No, thank you. It's a pretty creative way to torture someone, though. <laughs> Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I really did. I'm I'm shocked by this one. But I'll have another one for you on Monday if you didn't like this one. It's okay. No big deal. I don't mind if I'm the only one that finds it interesting because I can say right to your face that. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Kelly Jordan. So like I said yesterday, clearly we had to change the name of this morning show. And uh, the name that we came up with was real creative. The Kelly Jordan Show, which I'm super uncomfortable with because I, I don't know why. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. But maybe over time I'll get used to it. But so we needed a new logo. We asked our graphic design team to come up with a logo. And they came up with one that had kind of like a silhouette of my hair in it. Because that must be what they think of when they think of me. So I was saying that since my hair now is a part of the logo, does that mean that my haircuts should be a tax write-off? And it took me forever to find a CPA who would come on the air with me and talk about it, but I finally got one, even though he doesn't want me to use his name. But thank you so much, man. Hey, Kelly. So how long have you been a CPA? I've been a CPA for for 15-plus years, and you writing off a haircut is not, out of this world. You'd be shocked at some of the things that people write off for taxes. So you get in a haircut because it's part of your look, part of your, your, uh, your logo. That's not, that's not unheard of. Okay. But does it open me up to an audit? You're going to have to, uh, yeah, it might raise a little bit of red flags depending on how wild you're getting with your haircuts. Like if you're spending an, an, an absurd amount of money on haircuts per month, then that could possibly toss up some red flags. No, I get a haircut every two weeks, and it's $21 a haircut, which is pretty reasonable these days. No, I don't think that's out of the question. I had this one guy. 
he traveled for work and he tried to ride off his spray tans because he was traveling to South Texas. And this dude was getting tan like three or four times a month and spending thousands of dollars. So a haircut's really? not I think that's pretty normal. Absolutely. Man, you'd be you'd be shocked at the things. I had a realtor one time try to ride off a breast augmentation because she thought that it somehow increased her sales. Uh, maybe did. I mean, she, she was maybe not lying. We don't. We don't. I would need to see some hard numbers on that one. But okay, so it's anything that you, anything that you. I mean, but that's. I mean, what's a breast augmentation? That's ten grand, right? Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. But I guess technically you could write off anything you wanted, right? Technically, yes. As long as you could pass the red face test, is this benefit in your business? Is this required for you to conduct business? And your look, your image is part of your show. So I would, I'd say you could pass the red face test with it. I mean, we're only talking, you know, $500 a year. This isn't a gigantic deduction by any means, but. It's almost not even worth it. <laughs> 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 uh, I guess if it, yeah, because if it raises a red flag, then it wouldn't be worth it because, you know, it's going to cost me hundreds then to, and what does a $500 deduction get you? Maybe another five bucks back? Possibly somewhere around there. It's not, it, it might not even be worth it. Uh, keep a track of all your receipts and all the dates and times. I don't even know if it's really worth it. Yeah. And I get my haircut at a really shady place where you don't get a receipt and you have to pay cash too. That's another one. You have to pay cash. Oh, yeah. See, I got some red flags popping up here. Shoot. Well, there goes that plan. It's a good thought, though. But if I if I go, if I start going somewhere else, but I, I love my barber, so I don't want to go anywhere else. But if I started going somewhere else where I could pay with a card, get a receipt, it's feasible that it's a tax write-off. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely not out of the question. So you told me about two kind of wild write-offs. Are there any more that you have? Yeah, actually, I had a, I had a photographer last year who uh, who takes landscape portraits and she got an absurd amount of money done like landscape and work done around her house like thousands of dollars and she tried to write it off because it's for her business for her landscape photography but i mean that's probably one of the wildest ones it was like fifteen twenty thousand dollars that she was trying to write off so what do you do like what do you do as a cpa when people come to you and you're like hey i have this ridiculous thing i want to write off do you tell them, like, hey, I'll do whatever you want, but this maybe is not a good idea? Yeah, as long as it's within the guidelines. The guidelines are a little fuzzy as as it is, but if they got receipts, you know, I'm going to caution them and let them know, like, this may raise some flags and you may get questioned about it. Huh. Well, that's interesting, man. Well, I appreciate you being on the air with me and straightening all of this out. I really do. And, and you know, I, I probably won't do it now because it does sound like a lot of work for not a uh, The juice is not worth the squeeze on this one, as the kids say. Absolutely. With Kelly Jordan.